What are you doing? What do you mean? What are you doing? We gotta start. I'm getting my notes together. Why do you? Why do you need notes? Just I need a note. We I had. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. I don't know what we're gonna talk about if I don't have notes. Just, just wing it. Hello world, wake me up to another good good morning. Time to go. Oh, we are all. Well, hey guys, I hope you're doing well this week. Man, we're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie, and thanks for joining us on the Marriage Adventure Podcast. So, um, we are creeping up on fall. Bonnie, do you know that college football starts this Saturday? I do know. I do know. I'm so excited. 3.30, the dogs kick yes, off. I'm excited. It's coming. It's so, coming. that just Actually, means... by the time this airs... Uh... No, this, is, this, will be, this will be aired before then. Oh, will it? Yes. Okay. All right. Well... Anyway, so we're excited about about uh, football season kicking off. So fall brings lots of things, and it's not quite fall. It's still hot, let's be honest. It's like been 85 degrees. But when it starts getting football season, I start thinking, okay, it's fall. I have seen some leaves fall yeah, out of these trees. Yeah, a few, a few. But that means, like, we got to start thinking about pumpkin spice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you and Josie, everyday Sorry. pumpkin spice. Already, yep. But it also makes me start thinking – I All saw right. the other day a pumpkin spice latte, same amount of sugar as 17 donuts. Glazed donuts. Okay. Did you want to hear that? Why did Sorry. you tell me that? <laughs> Is that okay? That was awful. Why did you tell me that? You're so mean. <laughs> oh. Just give me the donuts. I'd rather have that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. In fall... What a, how about a pumpkin donut? <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> well, it does have me kind of... It's got me going, okay, it's time to start cleaning stuff out around here because, you know, it's like, okay, I feel like we might need to start making room for fall clothes. Not, I mean, it is really hot, but I go through the kids' clothes and see what they have outgrown over the summer and what do we need to put away and what do we need to start making making room for things because I can't stand stuff like stuff just flowing out. I'll, I'll say, go fold your, your clothes and they don't have room to put stuff. And so it's just everywhere. And I can't stand the mess. Oh, I'm, my gosh. And you go through the drawers with them and organize it, and then the next week, <sighs> they're all a mess. It's a mess, and I can't stand that. I, I like things tidy. I like things organized. Well, like my garden, I'm starting to look and go, oh, my gosh, I need to go out there and weed eat around it. It's just starting to look overgrown. It's starting to, I've got, okay, what can I pull out? What's what's done? What's already, what's not coming back and not going to produce anything? And what can we, what can I've started planning and gritting out? What's going to go in next? And Sure you have. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you have. I gritting have. it out. Well, like I notes for a podcast. I need to know what's coming up. I need to know what's next. You you can wing it. I can't. I, I get it. So, but that's because by nature, my personality is I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. I like things. I like to know what's coming and I like to organize things. I like to get things on a calendar and not overbook things. And I like to have it all organized. So I was that nerd in high school that like every time... School would start. I loved going shopping to get my notebooks together. I'd get my notebooks and I'd stack them up. Did you have a trapper keeper? I did have a trapper keeper. Did you have a unicorn on the front? No. A horse? No. Rainbow? No. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I didn't have any. I did have a trapper keeper. But guys just got like the color. 
Like yeah. a blue one or a green yeah. one. You didn't get like pictures. But girls, yeah, like, I don't did remember. you put stickers on yours? Yes, I what did. What about the puffy stickers? Yes, I had puffy Scratch stickers. Scratch and sniff tic- stickers? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far back to remember that. But I liked everything. Or I liked the smell of just like the new notebooks I'd flipped. Uh, I know it's weird, but I like the organization of those things. And that's that's okay. That's good. It can be good. Mm-hmm. But what happens when... You're married to someone who's not organized, and does that affect your marriage? I mean, how does that affect your marriage? And what happens when one of you's really organized, the other's not? That's what we're going to be talking about today. All right, so maybe you are organized, maybe you're not organized, but maybe you're starting to get together your uh, Bible studies for the fall. And are you in a couples group at your church or a Bible study group at your church with other couples? Or maybe you and your spouse just do a Bible study. Well, listen, as you you kick off your fall semesters at your church, or maybe you and your spouse are looking to a Bible study, we've got one for you. It is the, uh, the marriage adventure, finding mission for your marriage Bible study. And it's a six session study. And it's got six videos that go along with it, along with a study guide. And it helps you and your spouse find what God's mission for your marriage is. And it also speaks to why mission is so good for your marriage and what it can do for your family and how to avoid drifts and detours that try to knock you off mission. So you can find that Bible study on the marriageadventure.com. You can rent it right there, download it right there. Or if your church has Right Now Media, it's on Right Now Media. You can find it there. And then you can get the study guide from our website or you can get it from Amazon.com. But the links are all right there on Right Now Media or Amazon. But dive into the marriage adventure, finding mission for your marriage Bible study. You'll be glad you did. So today we're talking about, are you organized or are you not organized? And I had no notes for that announcement. I know. I was so impressed the whole time. And see, I, see, it was, I wung it. Winged, winged it. Winged it. Winged wang it. it. Uh, see, I did that. I know, and I would have had to have a whole script written out. That's why you do those. You're impressive aren't because you? I was impressed, but because mm-hmm. I can't do that, I can't do that. But that goes to to show that there there's kind of two sides to that. That mm-hmm. it's you know, so growing up, I I just grew up in a house where you know it was we were expected to keep our room clean and absolutely. Um, the house was always clean. My mom kept a very clean house, still does, and um. And I just thought that that my parents were both just really, you know, organized and tidy. And then when my dad passed away, um, I started discovering that he was not organized at all. He um, he had an office that, you know, he he had stuff kind of that was a little bit messy, but not terrible. It was a working mess. It was a working There's mess. There's a difference when yes. you're working in a space yep. and all that. But then I realized he didn't, mama didn't let him keep the mess in the house. He had barns. Not just one mm. barn, but several barns that he had stuff that he would keep, and he was so creative. He could make just about anything. It's like, hey, I, you know, we need to we need to figure out how to do this thing, and he'd go out there and just pull some of his stuff that he had stuck in a barn, he and would, he would create stuff. He would disappear, yeah, for a little bit, and then come back with this thing with this solve. I'll never forget when we got uh, first married, the first time <clears throat> we got married to John. when we were when we got married. Right at the beginning, we got a tent because we, for our first, and yeah. that sounds weird, wasn't a wedding gift, but we got, um, for our first few Christmases, we asked for camping gear because we didn't have a lot of money for vacations and we both liked yeah. to camp. So um, so we got a tent 
And it came with these little cheap tent stakes. Oh, plastic. Plastic things. And I don't know, maybe we offhanded said they weren't even plastic that nice. They were just little thin rods. And he disappears. And mm-hmm. then, like, 15 minutes later, he comes back with these nice tent stakes he made. Yeah. And uh, and we had them until we, like, a couple of years ago. And then I think, I can't remember what happened to them. It was them, a storm awesome. we were having to leave. Yeah, yeah we accidentally left the campground. I was heartbroken. That was that. rough. But, um, but it, things like that, he would do that all the yeah. time. But he knew where all that stuff was. And now, I mean, after he passed away, I mean, we did try to clean out the barn and organize it in a way that some of us would understand. But there's still stuff out there that we're like, why is this here? What Mm -hmm. is this? I went out there last time we were there looking for something. and Yeah, you just don't know. I could spend a day out there. But he knew. There's squirrels in there, too. I know. I know. Scared the mess out (laughs) of me. I opened that door and a squirrel jumped. (laughs) I didn't. Yeah. Tell the kids that because yeah. I wanted to appear manly, but yeah. it, was, uh, it was pretty frightening. <laughs> but he knew where all that stuff was. It was his organized, um, it was chaos to us, but it was his his own, in his mind, he knew where all those things were. And and that was, you know, it, it's kind of cool to see what he could create. But I had no idea that he was that unorganized. And, my, and on the flip side, my mom is very organized. And I think I got those organizational skills from her or she mm-hmm. taught them to me or whatever. It's in my personality. But um, but it, with those things, it, there are like two sides to that, that coin. We tend to think that the person who's more organized, that that's a far superior trait. Mm-hmm. But then look at the things my dad could create. That I could not do. There was no yeah. way I could put stuff like that together. Well, it's the Einstein theory, right? You know, yeah. if you do some Google search on what his desk looked like, mm-hmm. and he was a mess, you know. It's mm-hmm. Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future, yeah. Yeah. right? Great, I great mean, Scott. great Scott. He's, he's, he's a mess. Things are everywhere, but that's be- he's brilliant, and he's working, and he's inventing and mm-hmm. all that. So Well, and... and I think we've shared this before, but we spoke with Josie. Josie's that way, but we spoke with her gifted teacher, and he's like, you know, I don't think that she's just being disobedient. She doesn't see it because her mind's firing so quickly that she's on from one thing to the next already. And she's she's already forgotten about what she, you know, the mess to clean it up because that that she's already thinking about something else, and she doesn't want to lose that train of thought, so she goes with Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's that's probably how some people who who are not organized at all that's the mess they live in in their head. It's like spaghetti strings, but they start, you know, when they unravel one, they got to go with that. Mm-hmm. And so. We think, but but you're right. We do tend to think, oh, man, that person's got it together. They're organized. They're very mm-hmm. clean. They're very tidy, that kind of thing, which there is some truth to that. A lot of value in that. Uh-huh. Um, not, there's Now, a lot of times they're not tidy and together because, because they're smarter, have a better way. Sometimes they're tidying together because they want the appearance of being together mm-hmm. and smart. Yeah. And that, that sometimes happens too. But but there is the other side of living with a person who's highly organized, if you're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they drive you crazy. They can drive you crazy. It's Monica Geller off Friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she drove her friends crazy. Yeah, because I think the person who... You know, we, we tend to think we're we're highly organized. That's such a, a, a virtue, but we can tend it if we're not careful and don't monitor it, we can tend to to be hypercritical of the people who aren't. Mm-hmm. And we can tend to speak 
speak to them or try to treat them or try to train them mm-hmm. like they're our child and like you know you've got to get it together and um, can be very critical of that person and and they don't feel like they're at home and it is different with kids and this is if you have kids and you understand if you don't have kids then you know what if you do have kids one day you'll you'll probably see this too um but this is the the balancing act that we you know the tightrope we walk on in our in our family with our kids is I want to embrace who they are. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't want them to grow up and be cavemen. Yeah. And so there are certain things that to 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 live in society, to work in a workplace, because one day they're probably going to work in a workplace unless they're a solopreneur and they're on their own. They they need to know how to operate in a group in an environment like that because man, it will. It will drive people crazy if there's a certain set of, you know, skills or understanding for workplace behavior that they don't have. And, you know, we have an office at the church and we've got probably, I don't know, close to 40 people on staff. And um, and there's some that are hyper-organized and there's some that are messy. And as long as there's a working mess, meaning they've got an event coming up, there's we're fine because sometimes it spills out of their office into the, the commons area or into the hallways. We're good with that. But we've got a lot of people from church traffic through. We've got people from the community that come through and that meet yeah. with us. And it just, so there's got to be this balance of letting the creatives be the creatives and be a little bit more messy mm-hmm. and then but there's got to, and it, that's the balance we have to strike with our kids. Because I don't want my kids to get, you know, 30 years old and be like, that's all my dad ever, it's the voice in my head, that's all he ever wanted out of us, was to clean our room, clean our room, clean our room. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want them to be doing a podcast, and <laughs> their spouse be hyper clean, and then be the, you know, you yeah. want, so how well, does I, that leave us? Well, the, the thing is, we got to realize that, we're different I mean we're very different people and um we've got to find a solve or a way to to live with each because, other so, because it's not like one's better than the other right, so pause I'm going to paint a picture for you guys in podcast land what's going on right now while, while we're talking <laughs> oh, Charlie gracious. jumped off the porch a couple of weeks ago and his hip came out of socket yeah and the vet put it back in and so Bonnie because she's the caretaker of all things around our house, especially creatures, it, we can't let him jump up on the couch. And so usually he sits on the couch while we do the podcast, and he's super content, and as long as he's next to Bonnie. For the past five minutes, Charlie's been <laughs> wanting to jump up and jump down and jump up and jump down, and we can't let him jump. And Bonnie's like trying to talk to you guys and then be like, would you sit down, Charlie? It's the funniest thing. It's not funny. It's, it's not it's funny. Because really I can't multitask. So if, <laughs> if nothing I said in the last five minutes made any sense, then just... I was wondering why you're talking about monkeys there. Stop where, it. Where did that Stop. come from? Okay. So back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Well, where's your train of thought now? Do you know what's <laughs> going Okay. <laughs> so I was talking See, about... aren't the you glad ki- I, I made was, notes to I, get us back I, on track? Yes, yeah, super glad. I was talking <laughs> about the kids, but you don't want to bring that parenting thing into your marriage. Yes. So we can parent our kids and mm-hmm. we, we have that balancing act of letting them be them, but while teaching them a set standard things, okay, these things I do need you to get. But what about in your marriage? How mm-hmm. does that cross over 
yeah. into with our spouse because I'm not we're not here to teach our spouse how to no. be. Well, and I don't I don't need to parent you. You don't need to parent me. We're grown adults. I don't know. Sometimes grown adults get to that place that they they need parenting because they should have been parented. But but that's not what we're that's not the place Whole in our lives. Podcast. Whole another podcast. So, but how do we make peace with this? And Colossians three. Let me just start with this. Colossians three two through thir- twelve through thirteen says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. We're his people. We we belong to Christ. We have Christ living in us. Hopefully, if you don't, then that's another conversation. Podcast. Yep. But here's how we are to live. Clothe yourselves or put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. Ouch. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Okay, so let's explain that. Verse 13, bear with each other. So that means that if your spouse is getting on your nerves, then take a long winter's nap mm. or get grouchy and growl at them and swat your big paw at them. Is that what it's saying? Bear yeah. with each other yeah. like yeah. angry? It means to put up with each other gently, lovingly, kindly. Bear with uh, each other. Bears don't um, act like that. Oh, is that that compassion? It's like okay, this is this person is who they are, and kindly talk to them with humility, realizing I'm not perfect either, and then have some gentleness about you and patience because we're just figuring this out together, and we're lear- I mean, even after all these years, twenty six years, there's still things that we're learning to live with with each other. I mean, it take this is a lifetime process, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be perfect. So here. Are a few things we can do when we're learning to live with someone who's organized or less organized than us. Now, this doesn't always just mean like the mess in the house. This can mean like your calendaring. This can mean I always know when we're going to go somewhere when we're not because it's a uh, because we have, you know, I keep a very I have to keep up with my calendar so I don't overbook stuff. You, on the other hand, you, you know, you, you put stuff in there. So here's, you know, we've learned that we can share a calendar, that we can, um, that we just cross over the calendar. So here's, here's some things. If you're dealing with the organization on any of these levels, here's some things that you can do. One, appreciate your differences in this area. Because remember what you loved about your spouse when you fell in love, because Probably you were drawn to the other person, something about them you were attracted to. It's like the man, they can remember just like you, you, you're awesome, you're creative, you do all these things. And then we get married and like, oh my gosh, that creativity comes with messiness. It comes with the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, man, I love how put together you were. You're always on time for a date, but now I feel like I'm, you know, it's like, man, it's like living in a museum or something it's like we expect that spouse to take on our characteristics mm-hmm. yeah well and maybe the you know the person who is so over organized it makes the other person feel micromanaged mm-hmm. and there and, and i'm not gonna lie there's some there's some truth to the other side of that because there's some spouses if one if one wasn't good at organization mm-hmm. they'd be in jail you know, there's got to be somebody that can pay the bills, that can keep the the finances, that can make decisions like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why opposites are wonderful together if yeah. they can learn to live together because <laughs> yeah. they round out. 
if if you didn't marry the spontaneous person, the you know the the spouse that's spontaneous or creative or fun, then you know mm-hmm. you're just missing aspects like that, and so. But I think the longer we live together, the more we feel like our rights are infringed on instead of seeing the beauty in the other person, seeing right. the thing that we loved about them. We've got to go back to that thing that we that we loved, that part of, of them that maybe we're missing. It's like I see something, I admire that in you, but the other side drives me crazy. We've got to remember the thing that we love mm-hmm. and focus on that more than we are the criticism of the thing that we don't that drives us crazy. Mm-hmm. So what else can we do? That's good. Well, realize you live with another person and that your organ, the more people that are in your household, the more patient you're going to have to be, the more you're going to yeah. have to bear, right? Bear mm-hmm. with each other. So you live with this other person and your organizational skills or lack of them um, affect that person. Mm-hmm. And so this is both of your home mm-hmm. in life, right? And that was the thing about Monica on Friends. Mm-hmm. She expected everybody to be as clean as she was. Mm-hmm. Don't put that there. Don't put that there. Don't put that there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there is a balance there with your kids trying to teach them the right ways to do things, but not not so much your spouse. So it's both your home. It's both of your life. Leaving clothes everywhere in in both of your shared space is it's not okay. It can be disrespectful. It, it's very disrespectful because especially if one spouse is is very put together, very organized, very clean, the other spouse just doesn't care, then what does that say if I leave my clothes everywhere? What does it say to you? It says that you don't care and you're creating more mess for me. Hey, and you'll, like, you'll get it. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll, you just It's a selfish way to live. Mm-hmm. And, and in reality, we say this with the kids all the time. The things we're asking them to do aren't hard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, it's just simple, you know, pick up. It was this morning with Colby. You know, buddy, you just drop those clothes on the floor. I've only been telling you that since you were two, mm-hmm. right? And he's 11. Mm-hmm. It ain't hard, but that can really help lighten the load for our spouse. Mm-hmm. And it can help breathe life into them. That simple act of putting the clothes there instead of here. Well, think about this, though. If you're the one who's just dropping stuff everywhere, think about your clothes somehow magically end up getting cleaned, right? Yes. And hung back up. Somebody did that. Yes. You put that load on your spouse more than likely. Unless they just leave your junk and make you wash it yourself, that's a different story. But somehow that stuff magically finds its way back in your, your wardrobe mm-hmm. because someone else cared enough about it to manage it And for at you. the same time, if you're the spouse that's hyper-organized, you have to share this space with them. Mm-hmm. So allow them to, to relax a little. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what we're saying here is that we need to communicate those things to each other that bother each other yep. in, in such a way that, that doesn't degrade the other person. No, well, and it's, it goes back to that when I was able to put words on how it made me feel to like walk in Josie's room, and we've shared this before, but yeah. I was able to say this chaos makes me feel like I'm going to hyperventilate. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe. I feel, I feel out of control. I feel very, I, I just can't mm-hmm. catch a breath. It, it made me f- give words to something to explain how that made me feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, that's, that comes back to when your spouse tells you that, have compassion on them and try to understand, not just, oh, well, you need to get over that. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm trying to communicate my heart to you. It's a lot different than me coming in and saying, 
why you got to leave your clothes everywhere? Yeah. It's that sitting down and having the heart talk of, look, this, here's why this bothers me. Mm-hmm. Or it makes me feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like you, you're leaving this stuff for me to clean up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the little more unorganized, messy person, say, I don't feel like I can relax in our home. Mm-hmm. You know, so once you communicate those things mm-hmm. in, in a heartfelt way, so you're being assertive, but you're kindly asserting yourself. We talk about that a lot in our, in our premarital classes and different things like that. Um, we've talked about that on the podcast. Once you've asserted yourself in a kind manner, then you have to take that next step and you got to find some win-win solutions here. Mm-hmm. Some ways that you can meet on the middle. How can you do that? Well, well, if you if this was a problem at your work, you'd figure out a way to solve it. Yeah. And these stakes are higher. We don't think that. We think, well, that person's just going to stick with us. But these little things over time can really build up and can just choke the life out of a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. So these are things you've got to solve. So maybe you sit down and you say, hey, what are two or three things that, here's the two or three things if, uh, if I'm very organized here are the two or three things that could really help me. Mm-hmm. If you just, you know, didn't leave your clothes in a pile, that would be one. If you could do that. If maybe instead of putting just leaving your dishes out, you could go ahead and wash those and put them in the dishwasher for me. That would help me. One or two things that would help. Or if you're the person who is is less organized, just say, hey, if if there could just be some space I could have that doesn't have to be put together all the time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in every room, can I have a junk drawer? Well, and that I, th- I think it's really important what you said. Find just a, can- a couple of things. Yeah. A handful of things. Because if you go through and you have this list of 10 things, then what you're doing is you're really just, you're demeaning, you're tearing apart this person. You're yeah. saying, I want, I want to recreate you. I don't right. love you as you are. But we all have one or two things that we, you know, I love you enough to... To change one or two th- things or three things. Lord, mm-hmm. I love you enough to change ten, but you don't want to come, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. So I think two or three things is a really good idea. And here's the top two or three things that could really breathe life into me and mm-hmm. help me overcome this anxiety or this frustration, this aggravation mm-hmm. that I feel, you know. Well, um, it's taking steps toward each other. It's mm-hmm. saying, I'm willing to compromise in this. Let's find some win-win solutions in this. And let's, you know, let's, because I love you, I want to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. And I want to live with you in a way that, that I'm not making you frustrated all the time. Mm-hmm. So what are some things I can do? And maybe that's the approach is not so much here, here are three things you can do for me. More of how can I, what are two or three things that would make your life better? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you got to remember that you're not trying to change your spouse. Mm-mm. God created us the way we are. You're trying to bear with them. You're trying to bear with them. And that's the <laughs> that's truth. That's wonderful. That is very true. But, you know, it, it's their life too. It's mm-hmm. their space too. You've agreed to live together and, and to love each other and to try to, you know, it's like I think God allows us to live with each other in this way with people that are very different to, to kind of, smooth off the rough edges mm-hmm. and we've got to learn to bear with each other and that brings out you've got it, it works on your patience it mm-hmm. works on your kindness it works on those attributes that will help you look a little more like christ at the end of the day and you know if i know something bothers you i'm responsible for it now to try to not just bear with you and the things that bother me about you but 
to try to move towards you and say, you know, I can do that. I think the more you try to find some win-win solutions, the longer you're married. And and if you're listening to this and you've been married over 20, 30 years, maybe this has happened to you. I have found that we've been married 26 years. I didn't just find that. We've Mm -hmm. been married 26 Mm -hmm. years. But I have found that over 26 years, we're becoming more and more alike. There are things that that when we first got married were definitely you and definitely me. And now I feel like, man, I'm as much that as Bonnie is. Yeah. Right. And you're as much that as I am. And, um, but that hasn't happened overnight. It's, it's also happened because I have wanted to, to move towards you in areas. I've wanted to please you and make, make your life better Mm -hmm. and not just how can I make my life better? And that's, I think we've both, approached it that way of you know when I see my our kids like oh it's your turn to do no it's your turn to do this I, I told them the other day I said you know what here's how that conversation would have gone so this is the kitchen yeah cleaning, cleaning the, kitchen. the kitchen here's how that conversation would have gone because one of them was saying I've got homework that was like well my my knee hurts you're supposed well, to do this and, and I said you know here's how this conversation would have gone with daddy and me hey go sit down let me handle this and the other one would have said no 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 you've got a lot to do well, but you've got just as we would have been arguing over who was going to take it off of the other person's plate. Mm-hmm. Not but, at their age. Not at their age, but but they're in training to become a spouse yeah. one day. And over the course of your marriage, if you will lean into each other, find ways to serve each other, which is kindly asserting your desires that helps you serve your spouse looking to breathe life in your spouse, find mm-hmm. those win-win solutions, not just expect them to come all the way over to your side, whichever yep. side you're on. Over the course of years of your marriage, you will begin to meld those areas together. You'll It'll begin get easier. To, yes, you'll begin to find out how to bear with one another in love and in patience. And then it's not like an aggravation of bearing with one another. It's it's those things become endearing. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Um, so I was, I'm not organized. I was taught cleanliness yeah. um, growing up. And I, so we had to be clean. So, um, so that was a, a learned behavior. Um, when I'm working, like we're renovating our barn and doing all this stuff on the property here on the farm. Um, my tools are a mess. Stuff's a mess. Um, while I'm working. And then once I'm done with the project, I'll go back and I'll clean things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like hyper organized. I don't have like little tiny drawers for these size screws and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I have somewhat of a system, but, um, but in our room, like I don't, I don't like clothes on the floor, things mm-hmm. like that. It was really funny because you asked my mom last time we were with him, you said, was he messy as a child? Because I think you were trying to deduce, is there hope for Josie? <laughs> was I like Josie and is there hope? And she said, no, no. I mean, he might leave a few little things on his dresser drawer, you know. I mean, on top of the dresser or chest of drawers, but he went messy. Well, the funny thing is, I still do that now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's my messiest place mm-hmm. is the top of my dresser where I kind of pull things out of my pocket and leave it up there. But you allow me to have that, you yeah. know, it's, you've never complained about that uh, yeah. unless you're Dustin. Um, <laughs> but, but it, it is, it's, it's allowing each other to have those, those spaces of organization or spaces of, of relaxation and, mm-hmm. and mess. And I, I like that relaxation. Important. That's good. Yeah. So that's, 
That's good. Yeah. Are we done? Is that the end that's of your notes? That's, that's the end of my you, notes. Oh, wait, that's all I wrote. Wait, I have to read this. This is the last line you typed up. That's all for today. Uh, hey, y'all have a great week. Uh, follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, it's the marriage at the Marriage Adventure. And don't forget the Marriage Adventure Bible Study. You can find that on Amazon or themarriageadventure.com. Y'all take care.